acquaintance be forgot. Who are you? Hi, it me, Jessica Burton. Oh, hi, I'm Kale Ward. <gasps> Happy New Year. New what? Who no, are you? Nuevo año. Why are you in my house? I live here. I live here? I live here. My house. My house. My house. See, the joke is, it's a should old acquaintance be forgot. I forgot. It's a new year. I see. Mm. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to Gun Global. New year, new decade. Same jokes. <laughs> Same old crap. They ain't getting any <laughs> All better. All over the place. Happy New Year, listeners. Welcome back. To Gone Global. Would you tell us what Gone Global is, please? Me? Yes. Because <laughs> it's been 1,000 years. It has. We took a Christmas vacation. After our Thanksgiving vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and then our Halloween vacation. It's been a rough year, all right? <laughs> We're busy. Gone Global is a podcast of two married people from across the pond who have different opinions on different things and cannot believe that the other one has never seen, heard, eaten various things from our cultures. So this podcast is all about us talking about them. More or less, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. It's very entertaining. I liked your inflection as we... <laughs> I don't do that on purpose. That's just how I speak. <laughs> so, oh yeah, do you remember? Do you remember that thing we always forget? <laughs> what have we learned this week? Uh oh. Um, I can go first. Mm. So I uh, did my first ever tabletop RPG GMing session mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. meaning I ran it. Uh, we played the one-page game called Honey Heist mm-hmm. with a small group of friends. It's a game about a group of bears who are breaking into a honey convention to mm-hmm. steal the honey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of uh, guided the story, and I learned. Uh, well, I learned how to play Honey Heist, but <laughs> I. You also learned that your players will never do what you want them to do, and we all died at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried very hard not to let that happen, but yep. Sometimes you play as are just Alas. gonna take a dive. Um, I did learn something this week actually. So I learned that Rennie Gozini, who was the writer of Asterix and numerous other series, mm-hmm. um, including for a little while on Lucky Luke, he lived in America for a while uh, when he was young, and he met the editor of Mad Magazine which probably really inspired Pilot Magazine, which is what Asterix was in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So so, so Mad Magazine, do you, do you... Is Mad Magazine a thing in England? Do you, there is do a you British version, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, also a French version. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm supposed to be incorporating that into my research. Haven't really got there yet, but someday I will. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, if there's all these versions, I probably don't need to explain what it is. No. Did he meet Alfred E. Newman? I think so. Or is Alfred E. Newman just the name of the mascot? I don't. I think that might be the mascot. 
I, I don't know, but he met the editor at okay. the time in like 1953 or something. Maybe a little earlier. Surely that was when Mad was just getting started. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so I learned that. That's cool. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back into this thing. So we spent Christmas with my family. We did, in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. We also spent New Year there, which is... We haven't done that in a long time, have we? No, I... And you can you can ask my family about this if you want. I do not like spending New Year's uh, with family. Mm. Because I find that there are holidays where if there's drinking involved, you mm. should be with friends. Mm. We had a good time, though, didn't we? It was fun. We, yeah, yeah, we, we played a good game. And we did drink. There was some was drinking. Fun. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, it was good fun. So we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas traditions, what we do, some odd things around the world, and also some New Year thing. We're going to put it all into one big episode uh, and kind of wrap up our December series. Two weeks late. Two weeks late. In true Gone Global fashion. Exactly. You can count on Gone Global to come out late just like you can uh, an, an airplane being late. Sure. Or any train on British railway services. Or any tr- train any in bus. New York. Any, any public transport. <laughs> it's a podcast about the realities of travel. <laughs> um, Even though, saying that... We took a very different approach to Christmas travel this year. We did. We drove. We drove. Well, you drove, and it was really fun. Yes. We rented a car, and we drove across the channel. Mm-hmm. Well, we went on a boat I didn't know the they made. I didn't know they made submersible cars now, but I guess that's <laughs> a mass-marketed thing. No, we, uh, we took the ferry. We went from Dunkirk to mm-hmm. Dover, mm-hmm. and then Dover to Calais. Mm-hmm. And both times I got to drive onto the boat, mm. which was the coolest thing. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Boats are, man, boats are the best. Yeah, we got a really, really beautiful sunset over France too as we came across. We got, and it, it's like floor to ceiling windows on the boat. So you mm-hmm. can just see the sea around and it's very cool. There is another way to get across the, the channel uh, and that is under it. In the tunnel. So the Eurostar goes into that, and there's also a train that you can drive onto, and then you go through that. But we wanted to do the boat, because the boat's more fun and nice, and you can walk around a little bit and enjoy yourself. Maybe next year we can do the, or next time we can do the train. Ah, But it's it's not that nice. It's just the tube, and it's really horrible. No, it definitely isn't. But I've never driven on a train before. True. You can maybe do it one way, just to say that you've done it. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, we it was a lot of fun, and you got to drive on the other side mid journey. That wasn't that big a deal. We did, I did that. In, I taught myself how to do that in New Zealand. Yeah, but it was just it was just funny that it was within the space of one journey oh, yeah, that sure. you you switched sides. Yeah. So yeah, we did that, and it was it was pretty fun. Mm. All right, so I would like to start with a few. Weird Christmas traditions, if I may. Okay. I'm going to be thin on traditions here. Oh, yeah, me too. I, Americans don't have a ton, mm. and then my family has even less, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, no, that's so. fine. I, these are a few I found 
weird traditions from around the world. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'd like to start with something that happens at the beginning of December. Um, because a lot of countries in Europe, particularly places like Denmark, um, Luxembourg does a little, uh, Germany, I believe, also does this, is that it's St. Nicholas Day on the 6th of December. Mm. And in many of these cultures, you leave empty shoes and you get little presents in that for the first, that's your first part of presents. Huh. Yeah. But the slightly controversial thing about St. Nicholas and his helpers is that in some cultures, his helper is the Krampus. Right. So a kind of demon-like figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really scary, Tro- who comes after bad children. Sometimes trollish. Yeah, and they hit the bad children with sticks. Yeah. So if you've been good, you get presents in your shoes. If you're bad, you get hit by a stick by a Krampus or taken away and eaten. Sure. As the legend goes. Yeah. And now in some other places, uh, including Luxembourg, the Krampus is something called Black Pete. Black Peter? Maybe. I think it's Pete. Oh. Um, But he... So this kind of comes with dodgy shall we say, connotations. Um, Quite often, this person dresses up in blackface. um, And... Ooh, not great. Yeah, it kind of... So I was kind of reading into it because I I don't understand it. This is something quite new to me. And I saw it and I was like, this is terrifying. Um, The... It actually comes from like his helpers being slaves sometimes. And... Yeah, I was like, oof. So I don't want to go too into it because I don't know too much about it. But it is just quite an odd thing to see if you've never seen that before. Because they have parades with St. Nicholas on the 6th of December. And he's accompanied by Black Pete. Yikes. Uh, It seems like a lot of places have tried to sort of tone it down a little bit and just make the person wear black clothes rather than painting themselves right. black and right. wearing like curly wigs and things and didn't you say you saw it recently though yeah this year in a shopping center yeah in luxembourg Yikes. because that's just part of christmas tradition so that's a weird thing um here are some icelandic weird things that may have actually come into my family's traditions hmm. okay uh, so the first one is the Icelandic Yule cat, which in Icelandic, which I am going to murder, so I apologize, is the Jólakotorin. Jólakotorin, sure. Jólakotorin, yeah. Probably not how it's pronounced, but anyway. Um, I Jólakotorin, you Jólakotorin, they Jólakotorin, you know. So this is a giant cat who roams around Iceland on Christmas Eve looking for bad people to eat. It's a giant cat. Look at this photo. So they also decorate with giant cats. Incredible. Which sounds amazing. Um, So here's what travel.com says about it. Um, 
The Jólakaturinn, as it's called in Iceland, is another enforcer of good behaviour through fear. Traditionally, those who finish their chores in time for Christmas receive new clothes for the occasion, while the lazy folk do not. The Yule cat, who is said to be big as a house, is said to lurk in the Icelandic countryside on Christmas Eve and will eat anyone who did not receive new clothes for Christmas. Yikes. Yeah, right? Um, so we... We've always done that as kids. We get new pajamas on Christmas Eve, and quite often also a new outfit for Christmas too. So that's an Icelandic tradition that sort of worked its way into Britishness, and I think that might also only be a Liverpool thing, because I'm not sure that many other people do pajamas. Pajamas, yeah. We, my mum always said weirdly that it was so you look nice for Santa. Yeah. Which I told you, and you were like, what? In your <laughs> Why pa- is he looking at you? In your pajamas. Yeah. But we, I, I like that part of Christmas Eve, we get to have nice new pajamas. Yeah. Mostly, that's only when I get pajamas, this <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I like it. I really like that tradition. Um, another Icelandic thing that we ourselves have adopted is something called a Yola Bukaflod. Oh, the yellow book of flood. <laughs> of course. Which means Christmas book flood is a Christmas Eve tradition um, that where families exchange new books with one another and spend the rest of Christmas Eve reading together. So we exchange the books. Yes. So what we decided <laughs> when we started this is that we didn't really have the money for new books, but what we would do is go to the library, pick out something for each other, mm. and use the holiday to read that book. Because it has a time limit, because it's a library book, that's your reading for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like it. We've done it for, what, three years now? I guess so. Yeah, Yeah, I years. guess so. This year, last year, we were also at your parents. Mm-hmm. And then in, in New, New Zealand, Zealand yeah. And I love it. I don't know about you, but I think it's brilliant. I would like to do the reading on Christmas Eve. I think that's the part yeah. we, kind of, we tend to kind of miss. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of keep it for the holiday. Yeah. And read the book throughout yeah. the holiday. But I think that's also because other than when we were in New Zealand, there have been other people yeah. around. Yeah. The Yolo Book of Flood. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's really cool. Mm. I, I like it a lot. Um, there's a few other things. but Oh, oh yes. This, this is the one I really wanted to talk about. So this is a Welsh tradition. Mm. And it is, again, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it properly. I apologize. Is the Mariklyd, which is L-W-Y-D. <laughs> so you can tell it's Welsh. Um, no vowels in it whatsoever. And it means the grey mare, as in like horse mare, M-A-R-E. The grey mare. Mm Mm-hmm. Mare. Mare. Um, But this, somebody dresses up as a horse skeleton, so they put a horse skull on their head. Yeah. Love it so far. And... So th- this article says that it's a group of people, but sometimes it can just be one person that turns up at your front door or your local pub in a horse skull. And the idea is that you have to beat the grey mare at either a poem or a song. 
So this giant horse skull sings to you or recites a poem and you have to, it's almost like an- It's like um, a rap battle. Yeah, it's like a rap battle, but against a horse skull. And I was like, what? And apparently it's getting a a bit of a revival lately. Oh, I love it. And that's just the thing. Um, Also, if they win, they're invited to spend the night for food and drink and you have to feed them until they're full. Um, and I think if you win, they just leave. Yeah. What I, this is, you, you mentioned this is made sort of a resurgence. I feel like the bits I've seen around the internet also say that he drinks all, he drinks all your beer. Yes. Yes. I've had that too. Maybe <laughs> you, you remember how, so your uncle when his when his kids were younger, he would dress up as Santa Claus mm-hmm. and make sure that they saw a man in a suit go mm-hmm, over mm-hmm, the back, mm-hmm. the back stoop or whatever. Yeah. What if he started doing this? <laughs> we should tell him about it because he yeah, will love that. He'll be all about it, and his partner is Welsh too, so oh, it would be perfect. So, Dave, if you're listening, she'll know exactly. Michaela will know exactly what to do, though. Yeah, but apparently it's a South Wales thing, so yeah. Yeah, she probably probably did know. But yeah, that's I wanted to talk about that that's since tremendous. I saw it yeah. weeks ago. Um, I've never heard of it. That's nuts to me. But I amazing. Think, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of that as mm-hmm. well. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've this year is the first I've heard of it. Yeah. So you want to tell the people what we did for Christmas? Wasn't much really. What did we do? We we, we cooked. We cooked a dinner. Yeah, we made the dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, your family was so impressed by my Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, spread. Mm-hmm. They made us cook dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, we were really well. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, so what we do in my family is we tend to have, um, so my parents and my brother and now the partners of me and my brother, mm-hmm. we tend to have our dinner together but we visit the rest of the family through the day. Yeah. So we go and open presents in a few different places, basically. That's, yeah. That My my Christmas experience was similar because mm-hmm. my, uh, my family's all divorced mm. uh, several times by now. But uh, we would, when I was young, we would go to my dad's mother's mm-hmm. my dad's parents first mm-hmm. and then we would go to my stepmom's parents mm-hmm. um and that was sort of that side of the family's christmas eve and then we would have presents at my mom's mm, okay on christmas morning yeah yeah and that's what we did yeah that's cool what what about dinner when and where do you eat christmas dinner yeah <laughs> For, for, and my family's probably gonna, they'll probably flog me for this, but it never really felt like something that was a big deal. Mm. Like we would have people over, but it was like, it was the kind of thing where it was like, okay, well, this is what you do. You have Christmas dinner and people come over and that's it. Yeah. But it, it, it wasn't like, it, it never really felt like a, I guess it never really felt like something people enjoyed for mm. my for my family the way like it feels like yours does. Yeah. Do you do you also think 
because this is kind of the impression I get about American like festive season culture is that Thanksgiving is more the big thing. I think and so. that's when you have the big meal and you gather together. For us, like we don't have that. So Christmas is the thing. I think so because for Thanksgiving, I feel like I, I feel like Thanksgiving is a bit more merry, maybe. Mm. In that you can just kind of go wherever you want to go mm-hmm. and invite whoever you want to invite. Whereas Christmas, I feel like for at least in my experience feels like it has to be it has to be the family Mm -hmm. yeah christmas is definitely for family like i wouldn't generally i would never see my friends on christmas yeah because it's a it's a family thing right but yeah no we we kind of said this year it's it's a shame we're all grown-ups now (laughs) all of the presents weren't fun like part of christmas is that you see what toys the kids get and then you get to play with them Uh uh-huh and then you enjoy them when the kids have gone to bed. Uh-huh. No, no kids anymore. No kids. We got the teenagers who we did play. We bought them a Mario Party. Yeah. And we did get to play that a few days later. Yeah, but that was fun. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, even the even the, the little kids now are teenagers and mm-hmm. they're kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I know. I want, I want like proper kid Christmases again because that's yeah. the fun part. Like I know... I'm. I like to be childish, and there's uh there's been it's been a few years now that I've said to my mom like don't let me see you as Santa, and she and and she's just like I'm going to bed ho ho good night and I'm like oh come on ho ho dummy, <laughs> but no I like to pretend to believe still because. That's the magic to me. Because that's... I, I also... I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but there is a Santa tracker that mm. is run by a company called NORAD, and they do it every year. And they track his journey on Google Maps. Oh, yeah. And you can see where he's going and how many presents he's dropped off. And I do it every year because it's great fun. Our our local news in Amarillo followed him as, uh, oh, as the night cool. went on. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, are we going to transition into New Year? Because I have a game with facts. Ooh. One more thing that we do on Christmas, my family anyway, is we have a Christmas Eve meal. So we go out for something. All right. Before Christmas, basically, Mm -hmm. because we like to enjoy that time together. (laughs) So yeah, and it's fun. Oh, I I guess there is one thing. My and I got this from my grandfather, my grandpa Sam. He used to fill the stockings, the bottom of the stockings, with mm. nuts mm. and you know, like walnuts and uh, conkers, or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Very, you know, nuts you can eat, but mm. and I never really got why, but I, I kind of looked it up later because I did it our first Christmas mm. mm-hmm. when we we got stockings. And the the sort of general consensus is basically just that. Well, if you if you got nuts, that's something. I think it's an old like depression era right. thing, right? Because I know he came from like a family. He was a railroad worker, mm-hmm. but he also came from a family of like farmers yeah. in the depression and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. I 
I've seen a lot of nuts around at Christmas time. Like you tend to get Listen, those a big... holiday sales, you know. <laughs> no, but you tend to get a big box of like peanuts and walnuts and things and nutcrackers are obviously very traditional Christmas imagery. Mm. Um so yeah, they are around but I'd never really seen them in stockings before. Do you leave anything for Santa in America? Yes. What do you uh, leave him? Traditionally, you leave him cookies and milk. Mm. And, it, and after that, it just kind of depends on the house. Mm, mm-hmm. Some people leave him a Coke. Some people leave him uh, carrots for the, mm-hmm. for the reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar for us, really. We leave him a mince pie and carrots for the reindeer. Mince pie? Yeah. And you want him to leave you presents? Yeah, mince pies are delicious. Mince pies are delicious. I don't understand. Disgusting. (laughs) But I also, I woke up on Christmas morning and I realized for the first time in my life, I'd forgotten to leave something for Santa. Like last year, I even left it and took a little bite myself. And I was like, look, Santa's been, yay. (laughs) And I forgot to do it this year and it devastated me. I was really like, oh, I finally did it. I finally grew up. No. (laughs) Listen. I mean, it devastated me until I looked at all my presents and then I was like, woo. Right. Yeah. I got over it. But it was still, I was still sad about it. It was was a big moment. (laughs) Because we always had as well we have kind of archways built into the wall which is like for display and things yes okay um and we have a little santa that attaches to it and he's older than me so he's looking a bit frayed right now but my parents used to tell us that he had to get all the way he had to climb all the way around the archway to show that we've been good and stuff Mm. it was mostly a technique for when my brother was bad, that Santa would get pushed back down again, and then uh-huh. he'd have to climb all the way back around again. And yeah, again, he didn't move this year, so we clearly weren't very good. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's funny Christmas as an adult. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't have anything to add. It's yeah. just, you know, that's lucky you get a day off work. <laughs> Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. No, I I like Christmas a lot. It's also my birthday. Oh, we didn't talk about that. It was my birthday. I am older now. Yay. Great job. Yeah. And you organized a super fun thing for us. That was really nice. Yeah, I'm great. We went to a cocktail bar restaurant thing. Mm-hmm. It was really good. With your friends? Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Yes, you are. I love you. Thanks. No, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you want to play the New Year's game? Yup. So this is another, I don't have a clever name for this one. It's a New Year's quiz. It's another fill in the blank. All right. This one is, uh, it is a a world one. Ooh. So this one consists of seven questions. Most questions have a bonus. Okay. Um, So let us begin. The first question takes place in Greece. Ooh. In Greece, a blank is traditionally hung from the front door of the house to symbolize re- rebirth for the new year. An olive branch. Mm, final answer? Yeah. No. It's an onion. Really? An onion is traditionally hung from the front door of the house to symbolize re- mm. rebirth. Mm. A rebirth. Rebirth. 
Bonus. What do parents do to their children with this item the next morning? Jeez, I'm not sure I want to know. Throw onions at their kids? I don't know. They wake their children with the onion by tapping them on the head. With the onion? With the onion. Ugh. I don't like that. Question two from China. Many Chinese people will paint their front doors blank as a symbol of happiness and good fortune. Red. Correct. It is red. Now, the bonus question. Many Chinese people will paint their front doors red as a symbol of happiness and good fortune, but what do they hide? A coin. No. They hide the knives. Okay, tell me more. (laughs) Because it's thought that cutting could impact the luck of the entire family for the coming year. Oh. Eggs. Wild. Yeah. (laughs) Um, question three. In Denmark, it's tradition to blank on your neighbor's doorstep. The more, the better. Leave flowers? Smash plates or crockery. Really? And the more plates that are smashed, the better. Oh, no. Yeah. Also in South Africa, this isn't related to the quiz. Mm. I read that in South Africa... You throw out, you throw your appliances out the window. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Number four. In Iceland, bonfires are held on New Year's Eve in neighborhoods throughout the country in order to help the blank move house. The year. In order to help the year move house. Yes. I like where your head's at. But no. The bonfires are reportedly to help the elves oh, move house. Okay. Iceland apparently has very folkloric beliefs mm, mm-hmm. about New Year's. Mm. So for a bonus question, what else happens in Iceland on New Year's? I don't know. Think Think the list of things this this will be your hint and if you really think about it it'll be a good one. Think the list of things that Bill Murray says in Ghostbusters that happen in New York. I don't remember. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. You know that whole speech? I don't remember. You don't remember that one? What's the answer? Do you have a guess? Dogs and cats. Living together in mass hysteria? Yes. No. (laughs) What good was your hint then? In Iceland, on New Year's Eve, cows are supposed to be able to talk. Seals become human, and the dead rise from their graves. Mm. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Fair enough. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, In Argentina, you're supposed to wear blank... To attract love in the new year. Flowers. Pink underwear. Oh. I'm not sure I have any pink underwear, actually. I guess I wouldn't attract love in Argentina. Well, as a bonus question, what other countries could you do this? And what color are the underwear? 
No idea. Italy. Hmm. Red for love. Hmm. And Bolivia. Hmm. Yellow for good fortune. Hmm. All right. I do have some yellow ones. Baby, this is a family podcast. That is enough about your underwear. You nasty. You brought it up. You nasty. In Chile, chi, in Chile, Chile. Why can't I say the name of this country? Chile. Chile. In Chile. Chile. After mass, the mayor of the town opens the gates to blank so that families can spend the new year with relatives. Graveyard. The graveyard. Yeah. Correct. Now, number seven. A blank in the United States. A blank drops in Times Square from eleven fifty nine p.m. to midnight on New Year's Eve. Giant silver ball. A giant silver ball. Correct. We were in New York one year, and we chose to absolutely avoid that because never. that is too many people in Times Square. Would never. And we watched the fireworks from a park bench instead. Yeah, we did. That's it right. It was nice. And then I crashed because I'd just flown there that day and I had not slept in like 30 hours. Yes. As a bonus, what do they drop in North Carolina? Bales of hay. An opossum. Oh, is it Okay. I don't know. Oh, no. They drop a possum in North Carolina to signal the new year. An opossum or a possum? In your mind here, what's the difference? They're, they're two different animals. A possum and an opossum? Yes. I'm going to look this up. I'm telling you, right. this, they're two different animals. They look fairly similar, I think. I think that's because they're the same animal. Different animals. Oh, possums live in Australia. And possums are closely related to kangaroos. Hmm. Wild. I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, To answer your question, it's an opossum. Okay. Hope it's okay. Uh, Here's uh, another New Year's tradition that we have in my family. um, Is that... When it hits midnight, you're supposed to have on your table the things you want to be assured to have enough of for the year. So that is, we tend to put money on the table. We put bread. Uh, I think we put the house keys on there to make sure that we have all of that for the year. Mm. Uh, we did We did it last year in our friends in Scotland, and we put silly things like video games. I was, was going to say, yeah. <laughs> In the in the years I've done this, we've we've sort of taken advantage of a little bit. Yeah. Comic books and video games. Yeah. And drinks well, we want to and... make sure we have those in the year. Yep. So yeah, that's a that's a thing that we do, and it it has to be on the table at midnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's and then uh, a tradition that is sort of dying out really is that at midnight you go outside and you shake your neighbor's hands and things and then everybody sings all lang syne but other other than that like new year isn't really that big for me there were quite a few people out yeah there were there were more Um, neighbors than usual yeah yeah i didn't hear any singing no i don't think people do that (laughs) 
You're supposed to. But. So anyway, uh, now we're in the new year. Did you have any New Year's resolutions? Not resolutions as such. I'm not a a resolution type of mm-hmm. person. I tend, if I need a change, I tend to just do my best to make it. Yeah. Um, but this in 2019, I also turned 30, mm-hmm. and so I you old yeah. Yeah, so I, w- I really wanted to make a point to sort of take stock of of uh, the past decade and, and kind of try to um, be better. Mm-hmm. And so one of the th- one of the the phrases that really got me through a lot of um, uh, bad jobs and difficult circumstances regarding other people mm-hmm. is uh, it's not my circus. And these are not my monkeys. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really trying to uh, take that into yeah. this year and yeah. and this decade. Mm-hmm. Because I find a lot of a lot of my frustrations come from dealing with other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh I would say the closest thing I've got to resolutions is just let it go. Yeah. This isn't my circus. Yep. Not my monkeys. Yep. How about you? Same, really. I... (laughs) The world has been in a bit of chaos for a while now. And for me, resolutions feel like you're just putting even more pressure on yourself. And then you drag yourself down when you fail. Um, So I I try and hold on to good habits that I want to keep. Mm-hmm. So things like reading every night before bed, um, switching my phone off an hour before bed and not looking at things like that, trying to limit my phone time. And I, I also made made a new resolution, sort of, so to just ignore all of that. Um, but I really like when we eat at the table and mm. can have our like daily chat and stuff. Because before we left, we were eating in front of the TV a lot because it's been so cold. And our living room is where all the heat is. So we were just like, no, we're just going to eat here. Mm. So, but I, I do like sitting at the table. It kind of gives me that disconnect of switching off from work. Mm. Talking to you about my day. Yeah, sure. And then, then moving into TV time. Mm. So yeah, I like that. So I'd like to continue that. Mm. And also, <laughs> I guess our resolution should be to make sure we record Gone Global every week. Yikes. Well... In the meantime, you can find Gone Global. Wait, no, we can't do that yet. Oh, we've so, got to spin the wheel. We're so rusty at this. All right, here we go. It's been so long. Yeah, it's been. Oh boy, Jess's choice. Is your choice going to be history? No. Okay. Uh, I will have to come back to you and think about it. Okay. Then we will have a Jess's choice. Hey, where can we find us? Well, if we ever post again, you can find us at our new home on anchor.fm slash gone global. That is our new uh, posting platform. They have graciously agreed to host the podcast and put up with our tardiness. But uh, uh, here we are, and we will do better 
Other than that, you can find us on Twitter and uh, on Twitter at Glon at Glon Global. That's a real glottal sound that I just can't. Gun Global Pod on Twitter at Gun Global Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your Christmas and New Year's traditions? Do you have any weird ones? Do you have any weird family ones? I find those are the most fun. Yeah. Uh, write to us at goneglobalpod at gmail.com and let us know. Or you can leave a voicemail message uh, on the anchor, on uh, Gone Global's anchor page. So that'll be fun. Do that. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jan91, J-I-A-N-91. You can find me and the rest of my work at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. As well as the podcast I do with my good friend, The Comics Pals. I don't know, we're doing a lot of stuff. We're interviewing uh, comic book writer Al Ewing on the show on... Actually, today, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Mm. So that should be up soon. Anyway, uh, that's that's a cool, hot thing we're doing. Mm. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TotoInto. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. Until next time. Don't forget... The lady loves milk trade. Didn't even buy me one for Christmas. I thought you loved me. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm.